My beard. My beard has been the topic of much discourse for the better part of my lifetime. Twisted, matted, and worn, much like the bones encased within the weathered and stretched skin carriage that's mine. I've battled undue ridicule as long as I care to remember, a life occupied with the accumulation of wealth and all of the trappings of had left me lonely and pained with longing. A longing that yearns for accepting words and glances from society at large, but also, much more specifically, from the fairest of them. A coloration mutation imposed upon my beard follicles had, at the earliest signs of puberty, turned what should have been a rich chestnut mane into a cruel jest of deepest blue. God enjoying his own punchline all along will regret what I have planned for his creation. Let the prank war begin. Plot, plot, please. Uh, welcome to a uh, quick little mini deal of an episode of the show that you most likely clicked on to listen to. Live from Smoke and Style, which is where James works. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about, like, maybe a conspiracy or a murder or a nope. UFO or something? Huh? Nope. Okay. So in this episode of See No, Hear No, Speak No... James says things too. Hello. Hi, I'm James. I am Dave. My Damon. <laughs> oh, man. So, <clears throat> since none of us knew uh, who the fuck Bluebeard was, uh, I thought that we might just do a quick little read through of uh, the story of the original Bluebeard, who was written by, uh, who did I say, Mother Goose? Uh, you said he was like he was a Mother Goose story. Yes, <clears throat> the like an original Mother Goose story, which Mother Goose used to be fucking terrifying. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's crazy shit. Yeah, you think, German one. Yeah, if you think the the brothers Grimm were uh, has their namesake says it's. You got another storm coming. Another storm coming. <clears throat> is got, that a? That's a thing. Is on it? The internet. Is it a, on the internet? It's yeah, a thing. It's a meme. <clears throat> I'm seeing it. But not in real life. Not Who knows? In, not in the world that you and I inhabit currently. You don't know what I do. You're right. <laughs> huh. So, <clears throat> the story of Bluebeard goes. There was some time ago a gentleman who was very rich. He had fine town. He had fine town. Fine. Ah, see, the, there's a picture in the middle of the paragraph, so it, it's kind of hard to read. Uh, he had fine town and country houses. His dishes and plates were all of gold or silver. His rooms were hung with damask, whatever the fuck that is. His chairs and sofas were covered with the richest silks, and his carriages were all gilt with gold in a grand style. Which really, I mean, big deal. Everybody's got 
some of that, right? Yeah, man. I got the carriages all in the back. I got the finest silks. Just... And some Damask or something. Whatever you say. That's still at the store, though. I was like, lay away, I guess. I don't need it now. The fuck? I told you to pick that up before you came home it's, today. It's like you know you're going to need it someday. I told you, you we just, needed it today. You just never know when for sure. Like, you said that before, and then you just completely forgot to ask me if I had picked up the Damask. <clears throat> but it happened that this gentleman had a, a, a blue beard. Like, an actual, like, colored blue beard. Which made him so very frightful and ugly that none of the ladies in the parts where he lived would even venture to go into his company. I find that hard to believe. <clears throat> This man is dripping with money. They never had one gold digger is what you're he, saying. Yes. Not one lady was like, because well, he's, he's got, rich. Because the color of his beard is blue. It's a little, he's got a weird <coughs> looking color, so not fuck him. I had an aqua mohawk for three years. I got laid. <laughs> Did I didn't you? even have That's to pay impressive. people. Uh, Bluebeard asked... Uh, oh, wait. No, see, I skipped shit because it's still weird. Um, <clears throat> now... There was a certain lady of rank who lived very near him and had two daughters, both of them very uh, beautiful, you know, of very great beauty even. Bluebeard asked them, uh, asked the lady to bestow one of her daughters to him. But she left it up to the daughters to choose who it should be. But both the young ladies again and again said that they would never marry Bluebeard. Yet, to be civil, as they could, I guess, uh, each of them said the only reason why she wouldn't have him was because uh, she was loath to hinder her sister from the match, which would be such a good one for her. So they were both like, nah, my sister's like totally for you. And the other sister would be like, no, but but you. Yeah, oh, she's I the one you. for you. So they, they were both. Uh, they're like, no, 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 I insist. Oh, no, 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 I insist. She's the one that wants to be filthy, stinking rich. No, she is. I gotcha. Um, still, the truth of the matter was, they could neither of them bear the thoughts of having a husband with a blue beard. And besides, they had heard of him having been married before to several wives, and nobody could tell whatever became of any of them. As Bluebeard wished very much to gain their favor, he asked the lady and her daughters and some ladies who were on a visit to their house to go with him to one of his country seats, which is, I guess, a, a country home estate type place, oh. where they spent a whole week, during which they passed all their time in nothing but parties for hunting and fishing, music, dancing, and feasts. No one ever thought of going to bed, and the, the nights were passed in merrymaking of all kinds. In short, the time rolled on in so much pleasure that the youngest of the two sisters began to think that the beard which she had been so much afraid of was not so very blue, and that the gentleman who owned it was vastly civil and pleasing. Soon after their return home, she told her mother that she had no longer any dislike to accept of Bluebeard for her husband, and in very short time, they were married. About a month after the marriage had taken place, Bluebeard told his wife that he should be forced to leave her for a few weeks, as he had some affairs to attend to in the country. That's right. I got some ladies I have to go sleep with. Um, yeah, that's what that means. Some country, uh, you know, mud trucking, just Slut. just hot as fuck, Daisy Duke wearing. Bye. He desired her to, <laughs> to be sure to indulge herself in every kind of pleasure, to invite as many of her friends as she liked, and to treat them with all sorts of dainties that it, it, it says dainties. I'm like, that's vague. Uh, that her time might pass pleasantly till he came back again. Here, he said, are the keys 
to the two large wardrobes. This is the key to the great box that contains the best plate, which we use for company. This belongs to my strong box where I keep my money and this to the casket. Yeah, this to the casket in which are all my jewels. Um, that's where I keep my so jewels. So it's a weird place to keep your jewels. No, but man, you're like, you got to put them in their place. Be like, you know, I bury you. Yeah, if, just I'm, whenever. if I'm going to be buried with all my belongings, might as well get half the work out the way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Here also is a master key to all the rooms in the house, but this small key belongs to the closet at the end of the long gallery on the ground floor. I give you leave, he said, to open or to do what you like with all the rest except this closet. This, my dear, you must not enter, nor even put the key into the lock for all the world. If you do not obey me in this one thing, you must expect the most dreadful punishments. She promised to obey his orders and in the most faithful manner, and Bluebeard, after kissing her tenderly, stepped into his coach and drove away. Wouldn't you ride away in a coach? I mean, when is this taking place? The car's a thing yet? Oh, I was thinking like a football coach. Um, oh. When Bluebeard was gone, <clears throat> the friends of his wife did not wait to be asked. So eager were they to see all the riches and fine things she had gained by marriage, for they had none of them gone to the wedding on account of their dislike of the Bluebeard of the bridegroom. I love that song. <laughs> no worries. This is a, a shit show. Every time. Don't worry about that. Um, <clears throat> it's the least distracting sound we've had in an episode. <laughs> there are no dog barks. There's no babies grunting to poop. It's good. Um, as, soon as, as soon as ever they came to the house, they ran about from room to room, from closet to closet, and then from wardrobe to wardrobe, looking into each with wonder and delight, and said that every fresh one they came to was richer and finer than what they had seen the moment before. At last they came to the drawing rooms, where their surprise was made still greater by the costly grandeur of the hangings, the sofa, the chairs, carpets, tables, sideboards, and looking glasses. That means mirrors. Mm -hmm. That's old speak for being able to see yourself in magic. The frames of these last were silver gilt, most richly adorned, and in the glasses they saw themselves from head to foot. In short, nothing could exceed the richness of what they saw and they all did not fail to admire and envy the good fortune, fortune fortune. I don't That's like, I don't like fortune, words that are, that are st started on one line and then finished on the next. I don't. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah, it's, it's a high, it's, oh, it's a all hyphen. hyphen. Mm. Envy the good fortune of their friend. But all this time, the bride herself was far from thinking about the fine speeches they had made to her, for she was eager to see what was in the closet her husband had told her not to open. Because uh -oh. of course she was. Ladies, right, James? Am I right? Uh, you're right. <laughs> <clears throat> every, every time. So great, indeed, was her desire to do this that, without once thinking how rude it would be to leave her guests, she slipped away down a private staircase that led to this forbidden closet, and in such a hurry that she was two or three times in danger of falling downstairs and breaking her neck. <clears throat> Stupid idiot. Right? How does this fucking story know what she would have broken had she fallen? She she told them. What is Oh, that's fair. When she reached the door to the closet, she stopped for a few moments to think of the order her husband had given her, and how he had told her that he would not fail to keep his word and punish her very severely if she did not obey him. But she was so very curious to know what was inside that she made up her mind to venture in spite of everything. Bitches. She then, with a trembling hand, put the key into the lock, and the door straight flew open. That says straight flew open. 
like flew not open. flew straight open. That that just sounds like you. Man, that straight flew open. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, all right. So I know exactly how it 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 opened. Flew. As the window shutters were closed, she at first could see nothing, but in a short time, she saw that the floor was covered with clotted blood, Ooh. on which the bodies of several dead women were lying. Uh. I'm guessing that's his wives. These were all the wives whom yep. Bluebeard had married <laughs> and killed, one after another. At the sight of this, she was ready to sink with fear, and the key to the closet door, which she held in her hand, fell to the floor. When she had <clears throat> uh, gotten a little bit better uh, over her fright, she took it up, locked the door, made haste back to her own room that she might have little time to get into a humor to amuse her company. But... This she couldn't do. So great was her fright at what had been seen. She had found that the key to the closet had gotten stained with blood from falling on the floor. She wiped it two or three times over to clean it, yet the blood kept on the same as before. She next washed it, but the blood didn't move at all. She then scoured it with brick dust and after with sand. Hmm. But in spite of all she could do, the blood was still there for the key was a fairy who was Bluebeard's friend. What? Wait. Okay. Wow. Where did that come from? That is... That's a revelation right there. The key was a fairy. That Bluebeard was friends with. Mm -hmm. Somehow. Okay. <sighs> so that, as fast as she got the blood off of one side of the key, it came back on the other. Early in the same evening, Bluebeard came home, saying that before he had gone far on his journey, he was met by a horseman who was coming to tell him that his affair in the country was settled without his being present, upon which his wife said everything she could think of to make him believe she was in transport of joy at his sudden return. The next morning, he asked her for the keys. She gave them to him, uh, but as she couldn't help showing her fright, Bluebeard easily guessed what had been the matter. How is it, said he, that the key of the closet upon the ground floor isn't here. Is it not, said the wife? Then I must have left it on my dresser. Um, <clears throat> my, my, my dressing table, even. It's even harder when half the word is, is at the very bottom of the page of a paragraph, and then I have to go back to the top of the page for ing table. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Unless that's just some Chinese guy's table. Be sure to give, be, be, be sure you give it to me by and by, replied, replied Bluebeard. After going a good many times backward and forwards as, as if she was looking for the key, uh, she was at last forced to give it to Bluebeard. He looked hard at it and then said, how came this blood upon the key? That sounds super gross. Um, how came this blood? <laughs> I don't know, you tell me about your affairs in the country, asshole. I'm sure I do not know, replied the poor lady at the same time turning as white as a sheet. You do not know, said the Bluebeard. The Bluebeard. I added the the part. I don't know why I did. But I know he well. Is the Bluebeard. <clears throat> I know well enough. You've been in the closet on the ground floor. Very well, madam. Since you're so mighty fond of this closet, you shall be sure to take your place among the ladies you saw there. His wife, who was almost dead with fear, now fell upon her knees, asked his pardon a thousand times for her fault, and begged him to forgive her looking all the time so very mournful and lovely that she would have melted any heart that was not harder than a rock. But Bluebeard only said, No, no, madam. You shall die this very minute. Alas, said the poor trembling creature, if I must die, give me at least a little time to say my prayers. I give you, replied the cruel Bluebeard, after a uh, half a quarter of an hour, but not a moment longer. When Bluebeard had left 
her to herself. She called her sister. I don't know how. She, this is way olden times. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's why. But I'm... I guess they might all still be at the house, and like he's having like a you know on the slide talk with his with his lady. <clears throat> um, uh, so she calls her sister, and after telling her as well as she could for sobbing, that she had but a half a quarter of an hour to live. That's like fifteen minutes, right? Half a quarter of an hour? No, half of a quarter. A quarter would be 15, so like seven oh. and a half minutes. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, this yeah. guy. What a dick. Yeah, for real. Stupid looking beard, too. Um, <laughs> Blue ass bitch. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Prithee, said she, Sister Anne, because that was her sister's name, run up to the top of the tower and see if my brothers are not in sight, for they said they would visit me today, and if you see them, make a sign for them to gallop on as fast as they can. Her sister straight did. I like that. <laughs> Yo, her straight, sister straight did, dog. Yeah, she straight did as she was desired. And the poor trembling lady every minute cried out to her. Anne, Sister Anne, do you see anyone coming? Her sister said, I see nothing but the sun, which makes a dust, and the grass, which looks green. <laughs> You're no fucking help, Anne. Uh, no, I don't. But did you know that, like, the grass is, like, green? It's like super bright outside. Yeah, it's like it's like foggy. It's pretty cool over here. How's it, it going over there? Like I thought I saw a duck, but it was just a piece of trash. <laughs> um, in the meanwhile, Bluebeard, with great scimitar in his hand, C I M E T E R, no idea, huh? uh, bawled as loud as he could to his wife, "Come down at once, or I will fetch you. One moment longer, I beseech you," replied she, and again called softly to her sister. Sister Anne, do you see anyone coming? To which she answered, I see nothing but the sun which makes a dust and the grass which looks green. For fuck's sake, I will let you know. Bluebeard, now again bawled out, come down, I say, this very moment or I shall come to fetch you. I'm coming indeed, I will come in one moment, sobbed his wretched wife. Well, now she's wretched. That's fucked up, she was all hot before. Nah, now because she's and she's she's being she's being a bitch, dude. She's not like coming down when he's asking her to. Like I expect just one simple thing. I expected more of Mother Goose, is what I'm saying. Um, <clears throat> I lost my spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then she once more cried out, "Anne, sister Anne, do you see anyone coming?" "I see," said her sister, "a cloud of dust, and a little to the left." Do you think it's my brothers? said the wife. Alas, no, dear sister, replied she. It's only a flock of sheep. My bad. God, what? Yep, it's my, <laughs> my mistake, sister, that's waiting to not die. <clears throat> Will you come down, madam? said Bluebeard in the greatest rage. Probably shouldn't have said it so pleasantly. In the greatest of rage. That's right. Only one single moment more, said she. And then she called out for one last time, Sister Anne, for fuck's sake, do you see anyone coming? I see, replied her sister, two men on horseback coming, which is gross and kind of hot. They are on the Brokeback Mountain. <clears throat> That'd be weird if that's where Bluebeard lived, since, yeah, they're, Brokeback Mountain. since they're French. <laughs> huh. I don't know. Um, oh. <laughs> but they're still a great ways off. Thank God she cried. They are my brothers. Beckon them to make haste. Bluebeard now cried out so loud for her to come. That his voice. <laughs> I, we, I was just thinking about the Brokeback Mountain joke too. We, we, we just it. have dirty minds. <laughs> that his voice shook the whole house. The poor lady, with her hair loose and in all tears, now came down and fell to her knees, begging him to spare her life. 
But he stopped her, saying, All this is of no use, for you shall die. I mean, he's matter-of-fact so and to the point. Yes. You know, it's, I mean, it's refreshing, kind of, though, because you don't have to worry about him tiptoeing around the important things, you know. Like, like, hey, listen, <clears throat> I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, it's store policy. Mm-hmm. I got to kill you. Just it's... be like, shh. <laughs> I'm glad this is an audio. And then, seizing her by the hair, raised his scimitar to strike off her head. Oh, scimitar? No, C-I-M-E-T-E-R. Scimitar. Oh, okay, I don't know that. (laughs) I mean, it might just be a weird spelling of scimitar, I guess. Uh, The poor woman now begged a single moment to say one prayer. No, no, said Bluebeard. I will give you no more time. He already gave her like seven and a half minutes. What more should she want? As he goes on to say, you've had too much already. Like, what, I'm I'm just... You're just going to be spoiled at that point. Wait, you just want like 10 minutes? All the time, all the time. I don't have all day. Mm -mm. I got another wife to find. That's right, and bad. And again, he raised his arm. Just at this instant, a loud knocking was heard at the gates, which made Bluebeard wait for a moment to see who it was. Like, who is it? And then he's going to cut her head off. Like, just, the gates now flew open, and two officers, dressed in their uniform, came in, and with their swords in their hands, ran straight to Bluebeard, who, seeing they were his wife's brothers tried to escape from their presence because if it was just regular cops whatever well well, at least at least he has the decency not to like he's like oh well these are brothers so i mean i can't well because he's like i you know uh i should probably try to escape with my life you know um he tried to escape but they pursued and seized him before he had gone 20 steps and plunging their swords into his body he fell down dead at their feet poor wife, who was almost dead as her husband, was not able to, f- to first, <laughs> was not able at first to rise and embrace her brothers, but she soon came to herself, and as Bluebeard had no heirs, she found herself the owner of his, all of his great riches. She gave a part of his vast fortune as a marriage dowry to her sister Anne, who soon after became the wife of a young gentleman who had long loved her. That's sweet. It's a, it's a, it's a good... Um, that's a good part of the story, even though she was a total cunt earlier. There's some sheep outside. Does that help? Stupid. Some of the money she laid out in buying uh, cap, uh, buying captain's commissions for her two brothers, and the rest she gave to a worthy gentleman, whom she married shortly after, whose kind treatment soon made her forget Bluebeard's cruelty. Well, that's nice. The end. Isn't it good that she gave her all of her, her money and wealth to, like, a, another guy, though? And then that, that guy was like, okay, I'll treat you well. It's like, okay, I was I was going to smack you around a little bit, but, I mean, yeah. you just gave me, like, five milli. So, I mean, she, she, I, <laughs> that's what he said. Yeah. He I'm, told me, dude. I, I talked to him, actually, before this episode. I wanted to, like, do my research I, before. No, I, I saw it. I saw it. You did it oh, on, you um, on, um. The, the thing with the where you can see the person that you're uh, oh yeah I forgot to put it there yeah um, so yeah so that's that's why they called him the uh, the bluebeard of Gombe because he like totally sexed up all these sexy ladies yeah, and no, then the stories and they were dead has so many parallels like uh, like they both had beards well yeah and um, they have to listen for this wait for the second part of the episode which we already recorded and I don't know if you're gonna let them know about that oh oh yeah a footnote, be like hey you know we already did this <laughs> we, but like Chris didn't record more than 12 minutes uh yeah we already recorded uh part two which is why uh it's not out yet uh because Chris's shit stopped 
way super early, and for some reason mine is missing random little tiny chunks in, oh. a, in a three minute chunk. Wait, really? Yeah, I'm three minutes short on the episode. Because otherwise, okay? <clears throat> oh yeah, you were good. I'm Hold the savior on. of this shit. I, I mean, tell you, man, y'all need to step it up. I'm there, over there, here working my ass there, off. There's no savior, James. Sometimes everyone loses. That's true. Sometimes everyone loses. Iraqi war. Um, yeah. War on drugs. The Vietnam um, War. Vietnam War. Most wars. Um, <laughs> when you think about it. Eh, really, you know, and now we're, that's what, I guess why it's just like, uh, like aggressions. And occupations, and we don't call them wars anymore. Yeah, it's just like, grr, I don't like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, grr, you're short. Or you, you say, like, <laughs> war on terror. Like a whole, hey, listen to that. Uh, See, told you we were at a place that does stuff that James has to get paid for doing. So, countdown. Three, two, one. Bye.